0: Buenos Dias! Oh, gracias. Um, It's so good to be with you, and you know, just thought I'd bring a little milk and syrup for today's talk in case you get thirsty. Um, Just kidding, we'll use it later, but you know, this week I got sent a DM. You guys know what DM is, right? If you have no idea what social media is, it's a direct message you get sent to an account called Instagram. So I got a message uh, from a wonderful evergreener that said, this is the evergreen staff. And I laughed out loud. So let me show you what I'm talking about here. So you you see the professional do it and they really get up and then uh, the person that's trying to learn and failing miserably, I think that would look a lot like me. But I thought this goes perfect with this week's message. So that's why you got to see it. So thank you, Kayla, for sharing that. Um, but I, I want to say welcome to this faith community we call Evergreen. I'm Ilse, and I'm one of the pastors on the team here. We're so glad that you're here. But as funny as that video was, um, it is a great visual of the reality that we sometimes live as Christians, see as people that have placed our faith in Jesus. And maybe you're here and you are journeying with Jesus. Um, or maybe not quite sure on that journey yet, but you know, you're not sure, you're not quite sure you want to trust him yet, and um, I just want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for being open to that journey, and we would love to hear your story, but I want to ask you to bear with me, because this conversation, this talk, um, I want to address to the Jesus followers, and of course, you'll get a chance to respond, uh, have an opportunity to respond as well, but you know, Christians, we've said yes to Jesus, but sometimes we don't realize that there is a promise that we have been given that we need to acknowledge a promise of his presence and power. And see, this wonderful milk jug here, this is what we use for cups at home. I don't feel so bad when they break. But let's say this is you. The milk is you. And when you say yes to Jesus, when you've said yes to Jesus, there's something that happens spiritually. And the Holy Spirit, it says, he comes and he dwells in you. The Holy Spirit dwells in you. And so the Holy Spirit is there when you've said yes to Jesus. It is the gift that you receive. And see, Acts 2.38-39, through 39, it says this. Peter replied, Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So we say yes to Jesus and we receive this gift of the Holy Spirit. And he dwells in us and that's why Corinthians says we are the temple of of the Holy Spirit, right? And so this promise is to you, says verse 39, and to your children and to those far away All who have been called by the Lord our God. And this is what I want you to know. Jesus delivered on his promise not only so that you can live full but fulfilled. He fulfilled his promise so that you could live a fulfilled life. And we see this fulfillment of the promise in Acts 2. This promise of the Holy Spirit. So today, I want to invite you to explore this promise with me. And the first thing I want you to know is it's a promise with a personality. Yep, it's a promise with a personality. And I don't know how many of you guys know this about Jared and Ann, but one thing that they're really good at is letting you know what personality tests you should take. (laughs) Right? So when they were interviewing us back in November of 2019, they had us take all kinds of personality tests. I mean, EQI, Myers-Briggs, StrengthsFinder, I even forgot all the other ones, you know. But they just really wanted to get a good glimpse of who we are as people. And, and I think they were trying to, trying to, you know, figure out, like, oh, you know, we don't really know these people. We talked to them over the phone. We FaceTime a few times. But we don't really know them, so maybe the test were to kind of figure out—you know—do they have chemistry with the team? Like, are they introverts, extroverts? Um, you know, where, where they're at. And so, I don't know if you've been into it or you know you know exactly what enneagram number you are. How many of you know exactly the number that you are? Okay, I see a few hands. Um, and some of us have no idea. If you're online and you're watching and you know it, go ahead and put it in the comments. You know, some of, I, I'm still trying to figure out what number I am. I know that Natalia for sure is a one. She gets things done. So I'm so grateful for that. But see, um, the point is that these personality tests, they help us to understand people a little bit better. And so we get to understand this promise, the promise of the Holy Spirit, but paying attention to what Jesus said about this promise. And so the first thing that I want to point out in the different verses that I'm going to read to you is that the promise is a person. And in John 14:26. It says this, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, this is Jesus speaking, he will teach you all things to bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. And then he says, but I will send you the advocate or the helper, the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the Father and will testify all about me. And then in John 14, 17, he says, he is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth, The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him. It doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. So Jesus is kind of giving this description of who the Holy Spirit is. So the first thing that we notice is that the Holy Spirit is not a force. It's not Star Wars. The Holy Spirit is a person. Jesus refers to him as a he, a person. And so I, I want you to know that because in, in a poll that, that um, a Christian uh, resource company did, 78% of believers said that the Holy Spirit is a force. And the Holy Spirit is not an it. He is a person that if you don't know about him, you are missing out and so the Holy Spirit is described by Jesus as the helper. I will send the helper to you. This word in the language that is written in the Greek, it's, I'm probably going to say it wrong, parakleta, you know. And so this word means this, the one who is called to stand beside you for the purpose of helping. I love that. The one that is called to stand beside you for the purpose of helping. So what this tells me is that the Holy Spirit is ready to help. He's ready to help. But I don't always acknowledge that he is present to help me in every part of my life. And let me tell you, he is, I promise, that you don't want to ignore. And it's kind of like Alexa. Alexa. How many of you guys are owners of an Alexa or a Google device that you, yeah, okay, thank you for your, those that don't know what I'm talking about, um, you should check it out. (laughs) I'm sure you've seen it in commercials. But see, Alexa is present in the room once you plug it into the internet and all that. It's present. It's ready to help you. But it's not going to respond until you acknowledge or say, Alexa, and then it is ready to respond to you. Or you say, hey, Google, and then it's ready to respond to you, right? So, see, there is a call and a response. And I, sadly, have to admit that I've become overly dependent on Alexa, as one of my helpers. And um, I am so used to Alexa that on our trip, we were uh, at a conference in Florida about a month and a half ago, and I woke up one of the mornings, and I was like, Alexa, oh wait, not home. That's not gonna help. And I was like, oh man, I have to look this up for myself? I have to look up the weather? But see, a few days ago, for some reason, Alexa wasn't working. I was like, Alexa, play La Vaca Lola. Charlie loves that song. It means the cow named Lola. So I wanted Charlie to listen to the song while I was cooking, and Alexa, nothing. And I was like, Alexa, set the timer. Nothing. I was like, what is that? Alexa, what's up? Are you broken? Nothing. You know, and it was really frustrating that she wasn't helping me with my life (laughs) but see the holy spirit isn't dependent on wi-fi or electricity he is ready to help 24 7 he is the source of power my question to you is will you engage him he is Standing right there as a helper, ready to help you. But will you engage him? Will you ask him to help you? And did you know that it is through the Holy Spirit that we have relationship with Jesus? It says that it is him that convinces us that we need a savior. He convinces us of sin, but also with right standing with God. And see, this promise of the Holy Spirit is is one that it says that in Romans 8.26, that he helps us in our weakness in those moments where you have no idea how you're going to make it through that's when you can ask the holy spirit to help you it says that when we don't know how to pray the holy spirit helps us to pray and that's what i love and that's what's needed for a relationship communication and the holy spirit helps us to talk to the father And sometimes there are words in my soul that cannot come out. But I love that the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, is able to take those groanings up to God. I love that. I love that he's able to help me do that. And see, not only is the Holy Spirit a helper, but the Holy Spirit, this promise of the Holy Spirit, it's God's personal presence. It is the promise of his presence. And in this promise, uh, Jesus has given us his presence. Because it says in John fourteen sixteen, it says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you Forever. Not just in the moments of need. Not just when you read your Bible. Not just when you remember to pray. He will be with you forever. In the days where it gets dark and you can't understand what's going on, the Holy Spirit is right there. He is like the BFF that never leaves you. And maybe you have an annoying BFF and that sounds annoying, but the Holy Spirit is not like that. The Holy Spirit is a good and faithful friend. He encourages you. He counsels you. He comforts you. He convinces you or convicts you when you're doing something wrong or when something's off. But he also convinces you of righteousness. What does that mean? Right standing with God. Not only does he let you know when maybe you've sinned or messed up, but he convinces you that you are a child of God. He convinces you that you are loved, that you were worth the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross. He convinces you that for those that are in Christ, even when you fall short, there is now no condemnation. He convinces you that no matter what is going on and how you feel, you were created for a purpose. He convinces you. That though maybe that relationship ended, he is still the author of your life and is still writing your story. He convinces you that through, though parenting might be hard, just a little bit, you are the best mom and dad for that child. He convinces you that your marriage is worth fighting for. He convinces you that, to not give up. That though anxiety and depression may seem like it persists, he is with you in the fight. He convinces you that though sorrow may last for a night, joy comes in the morning. I love that the verses say that he reminds us. He reminds us of what God has said in his word. He is a great Alexa. (laughs) Reminding you. of of what he has said to you. And the image that came to mind as I was thinking of the Holy Spirit as a teacher, he's the one that teaches us and helps us to learn and grow, is this image of a little kid, maybe you've experienced it with your, your children, when they're first learning to ride a bike. Right? They have the training wheels, But eventually you get to the point where you've taught the little one and they finally got the confidence. You take the training wheels off. And the Holy Spirit is like there, like a parent trying to help the child to learn and keep going on this journey. See, the promise that God fulfilled and acts to, the promise that he fulfilled of the Holy Spirit This promise is a promise of power. It's a promise of his power. And in Acts 1-8 it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere. Excuse me, in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And see, like I told you, when you said yes to Jesus, The Holy Spirit comes and he dwells in you. But there's also the Holy Spirit in Acts. It says that they waited. Jesus told them, go and wait for what my Father has promised. And it was just pouring out. This was filling in, this baptism with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is there. And when this baptism came, what it did, it is kind of, Stirred up what God had placed inside, and it's all at the bottom. So I got to stir really hard. But what the Holy Spirit did, it—he—he baptizes. He gives us His power, and we are transformed from the inside out. No longer just milk, but now we've become chocolate. Milk. There's a transformation. There is a change that happens from the inside out. That is what the Holy Spirit does. That is what his power does in us. And so, you know, we we, we see this. And, And if I would have taken a sip of the milk when I had just poured it and it was all sunk to the bottom, it still would have tasted like milk. There wouldn't have been much of a difference. But now that I've stirred it up, and I'm gonna—I'm not gonna taste it because then I have to go to the bathroom. Um, but you know, like, sorry, TMI. Um, but it'll, it i can taste the chocolate. It has been transformed into chocolate milk. And see, much like that, once we allow the Holy Spirit to fill us, there is a transformation. There is a change that happens. There is a power that comes with that. And see, Jesus says to his disciples, you being evil fathers still know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So who is this Holy Spirit for? It is for every believer. So If you are here and you're a believer in Jesus, the Holy Spirit is meant to empower you. You're not meant to do this Christian walk alone on your own strength. You're meant to depend on the Holy Spirit to give you the power you need to live and to stand up against temptation. And see, though, through the Holy Spirit, we can live a fulfilled life. Because, see, the cup was full. But it really wasn't living fulfilled because it wasn't chocolate milk yet. But now I am going to get that satisfaction of chocolate milk in my mouth because it has been completely filled up with chocolate, which we're thinking is the Holy Spirit. I know. Sorry if I'm like totally like, oh my gosh, this girl and her theology. Um, But this is what I want you to know, that this power, the power of his, this promise of power, it is a power to witness. It's not just a power so that you think you're holier than thou or that you're able to pray and do these awesome miracles which are needed in the church. But that is not what this verse says that we just read. It says it is a power to witness and tell people about Jesus. See, and I see it in Peter and in the disciples, right? Before we read what Peter wrote in Acts 2, we see a picture of Peter and the disciples fearing for their lives in hiding. And this was before the Holy Spirit came upon them. They were afraid. I mean, Peter was intimidated by a middle school girl, lied that he knew Jesus. I mean, Micaiah would know a little bit more about that. You know, middle school girls can be intimidating. Um, But so he's afraid. And yet, when the Holy Spirit comes upon him, when they receive the Holy Spirit, we see this transformation. They go from being afraid and hiding to boldly declaring and saying to telling people about Jesus. See, you, my friend, have been given this gift This promise of the Holy Spirit so that you would be empowered to boldly share with others about Jesus. The good news of Jesus. So let me ask you this question. What are you doing now that if the Holy Spirit doesn't help you or empower you is going to flop or fail? Because that's how we should be living. We should be living dependent on the holy spirit knowing that if he doesn't help us it's not going to happen and i love that in verse 39 it says this promise is for you for your children and for those that are far away and i just want to give a shout out to my single people maybe you're here and you're just like i ain't got children don't worry what the point of this is, is that it's for the future generations. It's for your generations and the generations to come. It is a promise with a future in mind. And in Acts 2, we see the quote... Out of Joel 2 that says, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. See, God's promise is not only to you but to your children of a hope and a future. And they are partakers in it. They are part of what God is doing. And I love that we got to celebrate what this last week was of Summer Jam and E-Kids and kids saying yes to Jesus. Because that's what we want to be about. We want for kids to know. We want for your children to know the power that God has given them as believers. And so the kids got to see every volunteer. They got to see the volunteers witness to the kids with the way They laughed. The volunteers witnessed with the way they led. The volunteers witnessed with their excitement. See, my friend, it's not just telling we witness not just by speaking, but we witness by living. How are we living our lives? And see, I think one of the things um, that I have to be careful of is that we, we, we see this promise that says we are called to be witness of Jesus To the people. But it says it starts in Jerusalem. And geographically Jerusalem is where they were at. So where are you at? The most powerful witness you are going to have is in your home. It's in the place where God has called you to. So one of my things that I want to make sure is I want to be a good witness to Charlie Joy. I want to be a good witness to Carlos. Because that's who God has called me to. The greatest ministry you have. Moms and dads is your children. And so I think also that as a, as a parent, the promise of the Holy Spirit should bring us so much comfort because there comes a time where as a parent, you can't be present in every minute of your child's life. There comes a time where they're going to be old enough to make their own decisions, and you've got to trust that the Holy Spirit in them is gone to help them make decisions that are going to bring about a hope and a future. So you get to trust your children with the Holy Spirit. And I love that it says that this promise is for the people far away. Who are those who are far away? Simply said, it's people that are separated from God. In Ephesians 2.12, it says that they are strangers from the covenants of promise, people having no hope and without God in this world. The Gentiles, people that you would never think to include, people that would be considered the outsider, the ones different from you, the ones with different traditions than yours, with different celebrations or different backgrounds, the Holy Spirit helped Peter. Share the good news of Jesus with Gentiles, people people that lived different than what Peter knew. People that ate different than what he knew. But those are the people that are far away, and those are the people that God still wants to have a relationship with. And he's calling us to be that powerful witness to them so that they would know that there is hope, so that they would know that there is a God that loves them and not a God that wants to punish them, but a God that wants to give them a hope and a future. Because we know that there is a separation that exists between man and God that is caused by sin that is caused by us going our own way and not God's. But the verse says to turn to God. So I want to invite you to close your eyes. And um, as I said, maybe you're here and you are journeying with Jesus, but you're not sure if you want to trust Jesus with your life yet. But I want to invite everybody with their eyes closed. And I want to give you an opportunity. Maybe you're here and there's something happening inside of you, and maybe the Holy Spirit is trying to convince you, Jesus can be trusted with your life. He loves you. He died on the cross so that you would know relationship with God, and he resurrected so that you would have everlasting life. So if you're here and you've not made a decision to trust Jesus with your life, to accept forgiveness of sins, with everybody's eyes closed, if that's you and today you want to say yes to Jesus, or you want to put your faith in Jesus, you want to trust Jesus today, or maybe you feel like you are so far away from God and today you want to be close to God, with everybody's eyes closed, if you will you look up at me if today you're making that decision say yes to Jesus? Or to say, I want to go back to be near to God because I've been far away from him. And today I'm choosing to go back to be with Jesus. Just look up at me so I can agree with you and know that you are making that decision today. If you're online, you can comment me and we'll follow up with you. Lord, we thank you that you love us, that you care for us, that it is through your holy spirit that we get to live a life that is fulfilled that is empowered that is through your holy spirit that we have the power to say yes to you and no to the things that are not from you father thank you for salvation thank you for everlasting life and now my question is to everybody else in the room The Holy Spirit is there, ready to help. Will you engage him? The Holy Spirit wants to fill you up. Will you receive? Will you receive him? And if you're saying yes to that today, right just right where you are, just put your hands up in front of you and saying, Holy Spirit, fill me up. Holy Spirit, I want To live a life that is empowered. I want to live a life of witness to you. Holy Spirit, help me in my weakness. Holy Spirit, help me to know how to depend on you and not on the things that I want. So Lord, I thank you that you give your Holy Spirit to everyone who asks. Lord, I thank you that you fill us with your Holy Spirit and you Allow us to be witnesses to our children and to those that are far away. Help us to love you and to love others as your Holy Spirit empowers us. In Jesus' name, amen.